just makes me need more Nicolas Cage fully action oriented movies. In it, because he could do he could do choreography so well, and it's such a shame that he gets given like granted he gets given some amazing roles at times, like Mandy, and that has some great action in it. It does, but he needs to be like a sole character in just a straight up action movie. Because let's be honest, Ghost Rider isn't an action movie. There's not really much action that happens. He kind of just throws his whip at people. It's a comedy. And just points. Yeah. Um, he just, he just, just points at them. You. 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 Soldier boy, bum, tell him. <laughs> Soldier boy, I tell you. Fox, why did we both jump into that? <laughs> we didn't plan that. No, we this didn't. This isn't scripted. We didn't. We both just started thinking of, of Soldier Boy. Hello everyone, welcome back to another instalment of the Filming Podcast, and this week we're here to film you in once again, but it's an anniversary film you in, it's not just like something, a topical one, It we're doing, it's a filler episode, guys, we're really sorry, it's a, it's another filler, we're, we're and, fillering you in. <laughs> and that's why I'm playing with Slinky Jones under shitty opening. <laughs> Each week I try and make them more awkward, and it makes you more uncomfortable, and it makes me happier. Um, and it's I'm, just it just makes me want to play with Slinky more. <laughs> I'm your just host. bounce up and down. I'm your host, Mr. Zanderlangwiston, uh, the host of this uh, trash heap. And with me, as always, is my trusty co-host, sidekick, the Robin to my Batman. It is a uh, it is Mr. David French. How are you doing, David? Let's be honest, I'm but I'm more your fucking Alfred at this point. I do everything <laughs> for you. I don't know. I feel like we're we're, we're both kind of each other's Alfreds at times. No. How about how about <laughs> how about neither of us get to be Batman? You be Robin, I'll no, you be Alfred, I'll be Robin. How about that? I mean I get to be Michael Caine, so yeah. Yeah, I'll be um Chris O'Donnell. Oh shit. Uh, I don't want to be Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> I take it back. I take the whole thing back. I'm Batman. No, nope, you are Chris O'Donnell. You're Chris You're not Christine Bale, you're Chris O'Donnell. Oh no, bro, I'll be the Batmobile instead. Nah, if, Fuck that. If anything, you're ba- you're Adam West. <laughs> Um, this week, uh, there wasn't much news this week. Uh, Joe Biden won the election, so fucking belter. Get in, boys. Let's be well, let, let, let's be honest. Let's be entirely honest here. It's a lesser of two evils. We kind of won, but we didn't really. We still won. We still won. So, I'm... Yeah, it's, I'm a, it's a small win. I'm taking a dub. I'm taking a dub over the orange So You're not fucking American. I'm taking the dub on the We still of have Logan. the British equivalent of the fucking, like, orange <laughs> as you call them. <laughs> we have um, the bumbling idiot with, like, basically balloon static hair. Yeah, he, d- he does have balloon static hair. Yeah. Um, yeah, so well done, America, for not screwing it up again. Um, but that was really it this week so we're just going to dive straight into our topic this week and me and david had a couple of ideas for what we're going to do in the next few weeks and this week kind of ran out of ideas so we were like what came out 10 years ago so we're going to do an anniversary podcast um but specifically on a franchise the kick-ass franchise can you call it a franchise if it's got two movies um you don't call the cornetta trilogy a franchise you call it the trilogy Okay, um, should we should we say that franchise is three or more, or two? I'd or, say two four or more. or more. Two or more. Nah, I'd say four or more. Four. Because you call a lot. you call a trilogy a trilogy. Like John Wick is becoming a franchise, but at first it was a trilogy. 
The Cornetto trilogy is a trilogy. The Matrix isn't a franchise. It's the Matrix trilogy. Um, it's becoming a franchise. Yeah. Bill and Ted isn't a franchise. It's a trilogy. Uh, just weird to be able to say. You're just saying a lot of Keanu Reeves movies here. That's. I just like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> um, I mean, we were fine, supposed but... to be filming the bloody like or recording the Keanu Reeves episode this week. Let's be entirely honest. But oh crap, you know, that was meant to be this week. It yeah, was supposed we're... to be this week. That's why, because we were supposed to be recording. Uh, Don't spoil it because we're still doing it in a, in a couple. Why of weeks. do you think I said nondescript movie? All right, um, <laughs> we're supposed to be reco- like reviewing slash recording about a nondescript movie, and you know, it got delayed. Yeah, uh, Cyberpunk. The yeah, game we, we were doing for it for Cyberpunk because five fucking years has been delayed. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm um, I'm I'm absolutely fine with it. I'm, ab- <laughs> nah, I'm to to like. To put all together, like to put to rest the two viewers who give a shit about that, um, I genuinely do not care that it got delayed again. I'm very happy that it got delayed again because it just means they've got more time to work on the day one update that makes it obviously even more playable than it already is. CDPR, love you, got love you lots. If for some reason you're listening, uh, fuck all the people who are giving you death threats. Yeah, don't give people death threats, guys. That's no fun. That's yeah, no fun. they're people too. They are literally humans. Like, don't don't give them death threats because they delayed a game you've been waiting for. They delayed The Witcher like free. I don't know. They might be a robots. fair few times. They might be robots. Nah, we've we've seen them. We've seen. They them. might be. They might they be passed cyberpunks. The, passed the, <laughs> they passed the. Are you a robot test on capture? Oh right. Okay. It's okay. They're, they're not then. They're it's not okay. Then. That's fine. That's fine. They're not. Um, Isn't it really ironic that the that a robot gives you that robot test? It is. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> my mind's been blown um we're doing the yep. kick-ass movies there you go you're happy now <laughs> yes sons of bitches we're doing them um so so uh we'll we'll uh what david what do you think of these movies okay so to put to rest the thoughts that we're probably gonna be talking about later on i, I love kick-ass one yeah i really like kick-ass two mm-hmm. kick-ass two is a great movie it's really mm-hmm. fun it's not a good sequel to kick-ass wouldn't say wouldn't say it's great but okay okay I, I think it's a really enjoyable movie. It's really funny. It's got some great moments. It's got some really good action still because it's got that kick-ass tone. Yeah. And it sells a good idea for a hit-goal movie that still hasn't come out. I kind of like it too still. Especially yeah. if it's still Chloe Grace Moretz because I fucking love Chloe Grace Moretz. She's, she's great. great. She's, she's, she's great. Chloe she... Great Moretz. You're in on the act now as well. What's going on here? <laughs> I knew you here? would. Lo- I I did that one specifically for you. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um... <laughs> and let's be honest, even you couldn't have thought of something that good. You're right. You're right. I couldn't. I could. I'm much less funny <laughs> than you. Um. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll start with the first one. Uh, oh yeah, I like them. I, I I love the first one. The first one is fantastic. It's one of my favorite comic book movies. Uh, the second one, I have some more thoughts on. It's not as good. It, like David said, it's enjoyable, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, we'll start off with the first one then. Uh, so it came out in 2010, hence the anniversary thing, uh, 10 years ago. And um, it was directed by Matthew Vaughn, who at that point hadn't really done much. He'd done Stardust. I know mm-hmm. that. Probably should have got this up beforehand. Um, yeah, so he done he done the, the layer cake with Daniel Craig and Stardust, uh, which is a cracking movie. You guys should check that out if you haven't. Um, and then and then he went on to do Kick Ass, 
Yeah. And um, he didn't do the second one. That was by a guy called Jeff Wadlob, I believe. Yep. Um, but yeah, so th- this first one, he made this. And it really came out of nowhere as this little uh, little uh, sleeper hit, didn't it? Well, yeah, like the when it comes to Kickass Two, there's actually a very interesting uh, like story about how it was funded. Because like when you look at Kickass, you think this like you look at the budget, you think this is a big blockbuster movie. This is an indie movie. Yeah, this is actually so. Like the misconception about independent films are they're always really low budget. They're not. Independent movie is basically a film that is made and produced and funded independently. So Matthew Vaughn actually got a load of his basically famous friends who all had a lot of money, pitched the film to them and asked all of them if they were interested in like funding and helping for this film. That's how Kick-Ass became a thing. And I think that's why it's also got a lot more charm to it. Yeah. Because... It's not got a big studio, like dumbing down, dumbing everything down. It's literally just everybody saying, "Right, I want to make this movie. You guys are going to give me the money to make this movie. That's it. You yeah. guys have no other input. You just give me the money." <clears throat> and they did because they were his friends. And Show it, me the money. Yeah, like, and it, it became way. It was better for it, in my opinion. I think that if yeah. this was done by, like, say, Fox. They would have had like people constantly looking at it, constantly like looking down, just making sure that there's certain things that they have to do, and it's just not worth it at all. Um, I'm, I'm really so glad that, that like this. So that independent budget you were talking about, that it it, uh, it was made for thirty million dollars, and um, mm-hmm. worldwide it grossed uh, in the end just under a hundred million, which. Doesn't sound great, but for the movie it is, and the time it was released, it's an R-rated comic book movie, oh, which yeah. at the time, like no one would have bought that idea, and then you know it it ended up being really good. Um, yeah. I this think... movie walked so Logan could run. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, De- more Deadpool, Deadpool who? Come on! <laughs> I, I was about to say, De- more, well, then again, though, this if this movie didn't exist, we wouldn't have had Deadpool, in my opinion. Like, if we didn't have already a good R-rated comic book superhero movie that's very self-aware, not self-aware in the same like idea. Like, as Deadpool look at is, the camera, but, wink and nod. I've yeah, look at my that, like that's four-four breaking. This is self-aware in the fact that it knows it's a stupid comic book movie about like superheroes that don't have any powers and they constantly reference that yeah but it's more about just a kid who wants to be good yeah like and he does so by becoming a superhero that's what i find so in like so rewatchable about this movie is that it knows exactly what it is it knows it's trying to be like this cool actiony superhero movie but the characters are like not even close to what they need to be to be those kind of characters. They're like exactly. so far away from that. And then you get like, he, he gets into this cause he's just a kid who decides one day, yeah, you know what? I'll dress like a superhero. Why not? And try and fight crime. And then yeah. he gets hit by a car and stabbed St- almost immediately. Can we add, <laughs> he puts it on for the first time, gets stabbed and then gets hit by a car. Like <laughs> yeah. the world, the universe is telling him, this is a bad idea. Don't do this. <laughs> Um, then he gets like loads of metal plates in him, so he sort of feels a bit more like a superhero. And he's like, you know what, I can try this again. And then he meets the people 
who are in this world who are already being quote unquote superheroes, but they're just psychos. Like, I mean, Nicolas Cage in this is a psychopath. Oh yeah, Nicolas Cage in this is what we perceive Nicolas Cage to actually be in real life. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Like, there's, there's obviously like, I, like if you were, if you've not seen the movie, Nicolas Cage plays Hit Girl's father called Big Daddy, and not gonna lie, I love the idea of calling Nicolas Cage Big Daddy for one. I think that's quite funny. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> and also, it's just like. He puts his all into this role, especially in that moment when he um, is, like, basically burning to death. Yeah. Oh, by the way, spoilers for both these movies, but they've both been out if for If you've not ten... watched them for ten fucking years and seven fucking years, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get a grip and watch Kick-Ass. Yeah, watch them both. Um, the, it's a, the first ones especially is a really good movie. Yeah. But yeah, uh, like, there's that moment where he just starts screaming... And now activate the kryptonite. Yeah, that's it. That's like... <laughs> Robin, Robin's revenge. <laughs> it's such like an intense move, but that's just once again how I see Nicolas Cage just going about his house, and he just like looks at the several dinosaurs he has in his front room, and just <laughs> screams random shit like activate the kryptonite. He's a massive Superman fan as well, so, you know. Well, yeah, like, he's only been able to play Superman once, and that was animated in, uh, what's it called? Teen Titans Go to the Movies, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, he finally got his wish, which is really cute. Yeah, but he yeah. also got to play the best Spider-Man in Spider-Verse, so. <laughs> um, I think um, Christopher Mintz Plaster is really good in this. Christmas Potter is really funny in this. I love, I love him. But once again, every single time I see him, the one thought that goes through my head is just, "I am McLovin." I am McLovin. We were watching it last night, and he walked, and he walked on the screen, and he, and I, and I said, "Oh my god, it's McLovin!" I forgot. I always forget he's in this. And my flatmate said, "Wait, who's McLovin?" Uh, what? And I was Why like, are you bro, living with people who don't Superman? know who McLovin is? And he said, "No, so we're watching that tonight. <laughs> watching Superman tonight." It's gotta oh, be done. Gotta be done. <laughs> um, right. um, we we haven't even really mentioned the person that steals this entire movie. And like, I was thinking this. I was watching it. Like, you know, we're following Kickass as like the hero, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who who's great yeah. in this, by the way. Who, who who does really well. Um, but like, we're not like he's not really the person you want to succeed the most in this. The person you follow in and you root for the most is Hit Girl, and that's Chloe Grace yeah. Moretz. Well, that's why I was wanting a Hit Girl movie because, like, the whole point of these movies was to, like, yeah, Kickass is a thing, but have you seen Hit Girl? Yeah, and like Hit Girl is like the most badass character in it. Granted, Big Daddy is a badass, but we don't see him fight much. We see her constantly fight, and there's that one hallway fight scene. It's not a hot, it's not a one shot sadly, which it should have been because I, it's a hallway fight scene. I I um wait, do you mean the, do you mean the one in the warehouse where he like kills everyone on the on the uh, teddy bear? Footage? No, it's in it's in the uh, that that is a fucking fantastic scene. It's in the uh, the flat, like in the penthouse when she goes through like out of the elevator. Oh goes yeah yeah the, yeah 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 yeah. Like the thing, and then just kills everybody in that little hallway. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah. Should have been a one shot. That would have been really cool. It was a one shot for a good few seconds. No, I, I feel like this. Happy. 
this movie has um it, Matthew Vaughn made it as we mentioned he also yeah, made yeah. Kingsman and yeah. it's got very similar action to Kingsman it's got very similar a- a- vibes to Kingsman as well when it yeah, comes to like the idea and everything like that. but what I mean by that um it, like that scene kind of ruins Shrek 2 for me because of the song <laughs> Uh, like, you, mean Shrek one. Watch... you mean Shrek 1 Either one <laughs> The song that he's played is Bad Reputation Yeah like the song is like Bad Reputation plays and all I could think of Was like can't we settle This over a pint <laughs> Instead <laughs> of like hit go Destroying all these people All I saw was Mike Myers Um I Yeah she seems also like from a studio's perspective If you want them to make money off this franchise she seems the most marketable character. Because, for one, she doesn't have the word ass in her name. And yeah. two, she's I, that, like... That's actually a, a quick bit of trivia that I was actually reading as well um, when it comes to, like, Chloe Grace Moretz. Because, obviously, like when she was in this film, she was in a such engage, and obviously, her character swears a lot. She even, like, for American as well, she, she calls somebody... She, she says, she says, she gets the C-bomb in this movie, and in the yeah. next movie. Yeah, like, no matter what, she's able to say that, but apparently, like, when she was, like, doing, like, helping with the promotional material, she'd just say the film, and at home, she'd say kick butt instead, because I was gonna say, she like, would have been grounded. My dad is a big no-no on swearing, so whenever I mention this movie, I'm like, yeah, kick butt. You know? <laughs> you know that movie, like, kick that's butt? Exact- that, that's, like, exactly what Credit Grace Moretz would have to do, because, like, she... It's why he, I only call... Like, it's why I only call it Inglorious as well, instead of Inglorious Bastards. Hi, <laughs> <Demi laughs> Zander's dad. <laughs> yeah, hi, dad. <laughs> One of my favourite scenes in this movie, and every time I watch it, I get I get so pumped and hyped. It's um, It starts off when um, Kick-Ass is out on p- patrol for the first time after he's, like, recovered, and he's looking for a, a cat called Mr. Bitey. Yeah. Now, this scene starts off, it's really small and really funny because he picks up this missing cat poster and just walks down the street of New York. He's like, hey, have you seen this cat? <laughs> have you seen this yeah. cat? And like, everyone's like, no. And then he goes into like a, a, a shop and gets a can and just pays the kind and stood there waiting for the receipt. It's, it's so funny. But then yeah. he finds the cat and like climbs up these steps and tries to grab him and he falls off the side and as he falls he shouts fuck you mr bitey <laughs> which i always just find funny anyway yeah but then it follows on he gets like intercut with all these little funny moments you get this like chase sequence between like four guys and as he falls the guy they're chasing falls over him and he's like what the hell are you doing and then the other three guys just start beating this guy up and they're yeah, like, oh, like it goes from zero to a hundred immediately. Exactly. So then he hops in and tries to save this guy and starts beating him up. And then this kid is in the is in the coffee shop that they're outside of, and he runs into the diner. He's like, "Hey, there's a guy dressed like a superhero fighting a bunch of guys. It's and fucking awesome!" <laughs> like everybody just stares at him until he says that bit. Yeah, it's fucking like, awesome. They had to. They had to have like the. Confirmation that it's actually a cool thing that's happening. <laughs> so the, these guys, are, <laughs> these guys are like beating this guy up and Kickass, and then Kickass gets between them and this guy, and they say like, and they whip out a knife and they say, "Are you really gonna die for this guy? Like, what what the hell is wrong with you?" And he goes, and he, like, this is one of my favorite lines of the whole movie. He goes, and three assholes laying into one guy while everyone else watches. 
And you want to know what's wrong with me? Yeah, I'd rather die. So bring it on. Oh, Why do you do bro. the voice? You, bro. You, like you're not you've not got a very good American impression. I was do I didn't want to say All right, do you want me to do it better? All right, fuck you. And three assholes laying into one guy while everyone else watches. Yeah, that was better. See, I wasn't I wasn't using my acting voice. I was using my podcast voice. Oh, God help your tutors then. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to fucking oh, bro, bro, when I'm you start question when you start questioning my acting ability, that's when that that's too far. Okay? That's that's that, that's the line. That's the line. Okay. Mate, you literally called me fat like 17 times <laughs> like last week. I know, but we're both fat, so it's chill. Like just like that's not, you know, that's not okay. <laughs> You can't just, you know, call your supposed best friend fat. <laughs> I know what we'd do it together. <laughs> I I don't think I've called you fat for a very long time. I think we should though. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's really fun. Like my mate Kian at uni, he's like really skinny. I just say, You're right, you're you're right, you're fat. I just I don't know, it's just something I like saying to people, even though I I'm really think... fat. You're just a bit mean, Xander. I think you're just a bit... <laughs> oh, dear. Um, just for the record, I'm not actually offended by you calling me fat. I know that you get worried about that. I was expecting, like, a message on WhatsApp in, like, no, the next fuck minute off, or so. It's like, are you actually annoyed that I called you fat? Because I am genuinely sorry. It's like, I'm not annoyed. I just thought it would be funny for the clip, and now I've ruined the entire bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome, viewers. That's what we're here for. <laughs> but yeah, that scene's really good. Um, we were talking about that like 20 minutes ago, weren't we? Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a fantastic scene. That's one of my favourite scenes in the movie. Um, I think Mark Strong's really good in this as well. Mark Strong is great in this. Yeah, to definitely. Be honest, at, at, like, at the start, for a second, I thought it was a... Uh... I don't know his name. The guy from In Bruges. I can never remember his name. Brendan Gleeson. This how his name. Ray Fiennes. No. Ray Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. I was good. I was yeah. good. Like it's definitely not Colin Farrell. <laughs> I know Colin Farrell's face off by heart, mate. Co- Colin's Farrell. His eyebrow. Colin's Farrell. Colin's Farrell. That's face. His Hashtag name, Farrell me in. Hashtag Farrell me in. Every single time he's mentioned. Hashtag Farrell me in. Hashtag Farrell me in. If he's in a new movie, hashtag Farrell me in. Hashtag Farrell me in. Anyway, we'll get back to the movie we were talking about like 25 minutes ago. <laughs> the number's just going to keep going up. <laughs> it's going to turn into seven hours at some point. Um, I really like the scene with the other gangsters. Like the, the scenes with the other gangsters, like not Mark's, like when Mark Strong's not there. And like, oh, yeah. even that moment when Mark Strong is there and they're like, this guy's saying he got like mugged by Batman. He's like, I didn't say Batman. <laughs> like, but you said he was a superhero and he kind of looked like Batman. He said, like, I never said Batman. <laughs> and, then, and then he says, because you got mugged by Superman. He said Batman. I didn't say Batman. <laughs> I, find that, I find that scene so funny. Um, at the scene oh, where they so microwave that, that guy. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. I watched it earlier today and I, re- I forgot about that bit. That scene's so funny because they're, they're all just like, what, what what do we do? Like the guy who's pressing the button is like, how long do I put it on for? He's like, I don't know. I'm not making dinner. What, what, do, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Just blast it for nine minutes like a baked potato. Yeah, n- nuke it. Nuke it. Nuke it for 30 seconds. 
Oh, yeah, that's that's a really funny scene. Um, when we say this movie's smart, like, we said, like, this movie kind of knows what it is. When, when Kick-Ass, like, goes out to, like, help, like, solve crimes and stuff, he's mm. just... He's just a nerd with some sticks. Like, yeah. that's... That's his entire arsenal of weapons. He's got two batons, and that and that's it. And he's just going out and like he he tries he like his emails are full up. And he goes, the girl he fancies sends him a message saying, "Oh yeah, this guy will leave me alone." So then he goes and meet the hangs like tries to stop, get this guy to stop like harassing her, and it's yeah. this like proper like scary dude with like an entourage around him, and he goes yeah. in and he's like. Yeah, yeah, just leave her alone. And instantly he's like, yeah, I'm way out of my league here. Yeah, he knows, but at the same time, he's doing it for the good of the people, quite literally. He's not doing it for, like, for his own good. He's literally doing it because... I mean, he, he is as well, because she's really hot. So he's... Well, yeah, but at that point, <laughs> she thinks that he's gay. She does. Like, he, like, he, I... know, he knows that he's not going to get anywhere with her, but she's his friend and he I wants said... to help her. I said this to uh, to Lewis. We were watching it together, and I said, "Man, do you remember back in 2010 when uh, the subplot about someone thinking someone else is gay was funny? Do you remember that? <laughs> you don't see that now in 2020. Like, it's it's a subplot I don't entirely miss, but you know, this this one at least Not has really. a funny payoff when he goes to her room later and tells him that she, tells her that she, he's kick ass." goes in and he takes his mask off he's like it's me he's like, she's like why are you just like kicker it's like because i am kicker she's like what he says i'm also not gay and she just goes <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah i find that really funny as well um, the pretty fucking crazy yeah definitely <laughs> but it's just i love a uh, i love clark duke and evan peters in this as well he they play um they play his best mates <laughs> not gonna lie i thought evan peters was a uh, fucking like Huey from the boys because I've been watching like I watched all of that recently <laughs> and I've just got his face embedded in my mind and I'm not going to lie he kind of looks like him he does kind of look like him yeah that's funny but at the same funny. time Evan Peters is literally just a younger version of uh... why can I not think of people's names today I don't know hold on do you mean present day uh, Evan Peters he is a uh, younger version no uh, he's in Paul Paul Paul. Do you mean Bill Hader? Bill Hader. <laughs> he doesn't look like Bill Hader. What are you talking Yes, he does. Look at, look at, he looks like a young Bill Hader. Look at Evan Peters and Bill Hader together. <laughs> well, Have you I, ever seen him in a room I was together? <laughs> you beat exactly. around one second. <laughs> he really looks like a young one. Honestly, look, he's got a bit of like bigger cheeks like he's not got as refined cheekbones but the nose and the face and the eyes and the smile that they're, they're the same person i'm sure oh bill hader God. went back in time <laughs> there's a very specific photo as well of bill hader that he looks really like Evan Peters. i'm guessing you're sending it me now uh no i'm just looking at them oh so. right okay never mind then. <laughs> fuck fuck me right um <laughs> so yeah, what what else what else do we love about this movie? Because we de- we definitely do love it. It's for me, it's a big ten out of ten. For me, it's probably about nine. Really? Yeah. Like, Grant, like honestly, I what I've not watched this film in a while. Like, I I do love this film obviously because I'm giving it a fucking nine out of ten. But I 
honestly, I feel like I missed the point where it was just like that perfect. I still see a few things that I would have preferred differently in this film. Yeah, and yeah, also yeah. Just, it slightly feels a bit long. The, the, uh, there's definitely like, some it's, flaws. It's dead on two hours. Yeah, it is. Or almost dead on two hours. Like I feel like it could have been an hour forty-five. Yeah, it 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 feels a little long in parts, and I think that um. No, I don't know what else I'd change. <laughs> I thought you lagged out completely. I don't then. know just, what. You know. No, I was just thinking. Like I'm trying to think like what I would cut out of this, but I got, honestly can't think because like when when he meets Red Mist, that's a whole, that's an entire subplot and that the setup for that scene as well is so funny because he's like you just need to screw over one of your guys and they're trying to decide who to screw over and they're like tony yeah yeah tony tony's a scum tony <laughs> yeah. tony 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 i hate tony yeah yeah tony's a scumbag <laughs> yeah and, I, then, I, and then you see how the news I'll give are it like, a nine out of ten like i said yeah fair, fair enough fair enough uh but i think i i watched this surprisingly young i think i was like 11 when i watched this same. Yeah, and I, it was one of those. It was one of the movies that when we had a like when I had, I had loads of friends over, this was one of the movies we'd watch because we weren't allowed to watch it. So it'd be like this and Paul and Ted. Ted is really good. You know those like really rude movies that you couldn't watch. You know with what? Your parents? Um, see, you know what? My mum didn't like. My mum knew I loved Ted, and to the point where she got me like a talking Ted. It's like oh, I, I somewhere in my house I have a uh, a Ted. Like I love exactly like you. And, and, yeah, it has those ones and it has like the actual Ted quotes where it's just like, oh come on, I do not sound that much like Peter Griffin. I, I do not sound those. that much like Peter Griffin. J- Johnny, I'm frightened. When you hear the sound of thunder, don't, don't you, you get, get too scared. scared. Just right. grab your thunder no, 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 no. No, let's not get into this. Let's not get into that because we're just going to oh. do the entire thing and we'll get DMCA'd somehow by Ted. <laughs> by Ted himself. Not not by whoever you, produced co- the movie. By co- Ted. Cocaine, right? I, I thought that was just for people in Florida. Oh, God, the way you said Florida then. Florida. That's how he says oh. it in the movie. Florida. See, so that's definitive yeah, proof that Garfield's eyes look like a pair of tits. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie, man. It's funny. It's funny. The second one's pretty funny as well, you know. <laughs> second one's pretty great. I'm not gonna lie, I do enjoy Ted too. Um, but yeah. Um, what else? What would? Oh, one of the funniest scenes in this movie is the the uh, when when he's in Red Mist's car, and Crazy by Niles Barkley comes on. That's a very good. One. And they're dancing in the car, they're just but they're dancing so in the car. very clearly nerdy. <laughs> like, yeah. like Red Mist has his hand on the wheel and he's you know like puts his I arm think... up and starts shaking it. Yeah. <laughs> I think my um weirdly one of my favourite parts of this film is such a simple moment where like it's before they're both superheroes and like they're in the comic book store, he tries to go up to uh Christmas Plaza's yes. character and the bodyguard just goes Fuck off! <laughs> no, it's, it's just it's like oh no, it's, it's like Jesus. He's, he's he's like this big guy, and he says it really deep and yeah. long. Goes fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. That scene's so funny. There's and it's it's there. It's the friends as get again. They're sat there and they're just pissing themselves laughing. It's a very realistic film. Yeah, for, for the for the things that they kind of do. obviously at the end, it's not. Yeah, but like the the relationships and the way that everybody acts are, are like around each other anyway. Everybody interacts. 
it is very realistic in that sense. And that's why I like it so much. It's got this grounded part to it. And that's where Kick-Ass 2 also loses its tone. It's not as grounded as the first one. Yeah, definitely. Like, granted, the first one isn't grounded when it comes to the action and the story, this and the other. But when it comes yeah. to the realism, relationships, the, the way that people actually react to it all, it's all very grounded in realism. And yeah. I think that's where it, you know, that's why it's better. Because Matthew Vaughn obviously wants to make it so that it's not a story about superheroes. It's a story about a kid who wants to do good for the, like, the city he's living in. Yeah. And it just so happens that good is dressing up in spandex. Yeah. Um, or like, isn't it a ski suit that he orders? It's a wetsuit. It's a wetsuit that he orders. Um, I want to talk about two more scenes in this movie and you can Go add on. to that to that list. But the first one I want to mention is the, uh, we, we referred to it earlier, the, uh, the scene where Big Daddy kills all the guys in the warehouse. It's that that scene, the action in that just makes me need more Nicolas Cage fully action oriented movies. In it, because he could do he could do choreography so well, and it's such a shame that he gets given. Like, granted, he gets given some amazing roles at times, like Mandy, and yeah. that has some great action in it. It does, it but does. he needs to be like a sole character in just a straight up action movie. Because let's be honest, Ghost Rider isn't an action movie. There's not really much action that happens. He kind of just throws his whip at people. It's a comedy. And just points. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, just, he just just points at them. You. You. <laughs> you. Soldier boy, bum, tell him. <laughs> Soldier boy, I tell you. <laughs> Fox, why did we both jump into that? <laughs> we didn't plan that. No, we this didn't. This isn't scripted. We didn't. We both just started thinking of, of Soldier Boy. Isn't it mad that he has fucking consoles and they're just emulators? Anyway, the, the, the scene. soldier of Game Boy. The scene. Um, the scene. I, I was when we when I rewatched it uh, yesterday. I was like, man, this looks like it was set up to be a one shot, and yeah, it's it's almost a one shot. But like, it looks like it was filmed as a one shot. And then they've and gone then through between. it, and like maybe for time, or maybe it didn't look right. They've cut out bit the middle bits where he's walking between pe- people. So like he'll kill someone, and then straight away it'll be like half a second I... of him walking towards them, half a second yeah. of him then killing them. I think that's more for pacing within the action scene. I think it was filmed as a one shot, definitely, because yeah. it looks like it was. But I think they probably looked back on it and just thought this isn't as high you know, velocity as every yeah, yeah, other yeah. action scene we've done. Obviously, we can't, like, speed up the footage of him look, like walking towards him because I was just like, we're going to have to cut in between it to show that he's made it there. They don't, like, the audience doesn't need to see his journey to this person because he can see him from the other hall. It's yeah. not like he's gone to, like, Starbucks, got a coffee, <laughs> come back and then killed this cunt. But, like, um, I think it, even with, like, the cuts in between, it still, it doesn't feel jarring. Yeah, and that's something I find really impressive. Also, like, this is the uh, the second yeah. Nicolas Cage film that we've recorded in like two weeks, basically. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not a Nicolas Cage film, which is what's really weird. It's Nick. It's a film with Nicolas Cage in. That's not very often. Yeah, he's he's a great part in it, but I think he would be the best part if it wasn't for Chloe Grace Moretz stealing the entire movie. I reckon that there should have been a Big Daddy and Hit Girl solo movie. Like, that would have been so much fun to watch. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I think they were thinking of doing that at a point. But, See, um, like that—that's what's kind of a shame to me when it comes to like this possible franchise in the future. If they ever like make a franchise out of it, like they ever bring out Hit Girl as a movie, or yeah. they somehow because I know there's a Kick-Ass free comic, isn't there? There is. And, and if they Hit ever Girl adapt comic. that, and but there's a Hit Girl. Comic, the uh, the if the they second ever adapt them, the second comic book ends very different to the second movie, though. We can we can get ah, onto right. that. We can get onto that later. We can get onto that later. Um, and the other scene I wanted to mention was the uh. The scene where hit uh, where Kickass and Big Daddy get kidnapped. Honestly, that like that's basically like it's a very similar cell, but that like torture scene is so brutal and good. Like when you were talking about the fact that you love it when uh, the gang members are by themselves, this is the pinnacle moment of them being by themselves. Yeah, because like they're talking about the silent K, like the 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 silent K is the killer. Like the the K knuckle duster isn't pronounced. Can you show them what knuckle dusters do? And it's such a brutal impact. Like the sound design in that moment alone yeah. makes this so much more brutal than it actually would be. Yeah, like it's, every uh, single it's... punch, every single hit lands so strongly, and the sound alone with that just makes you feel it in a sense. Like you can feel the pain that that sound would cause. Yeah, it, it's the darkest scene in the movie. Oh yeah, it's yeah. It's definitely where this both movie... literally, yeah, 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 figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's where this movie like really is like a black comedy because yeah. even in that moment, there's still moments where there's like the trana kind of like they put a couple of funny moments, like a funny comments in it. Like he's yeah. the kickass is doing the voiceover through the whole movie, and he says like, and if you think I'm gonna like get through this because I'm talking to you right now, it's like. Stop being such a smart ass, you know. Have you have you ever seen American Beauty? You know. <laughs> um, yeah. Doesn't so we also it, say, um, like, haven't you ever seen like Sin City? And in that moment, like, they they're slightly doing a bit of Sin City style uh, cinematography, where it's like black and white with Nicolas Cage on fire, and the only thing that you can see in color is the fire. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Like dope. They do full like Sin City cinematography there, which is really cool that they both reference Sin City and then decided, you know what, fuck it, we're gonna pay homage to Sin City by they, um, doing this kind of colorization within the movie. That that scene, like straight after the beating, when Hit Girls going through and killing everyone, is so good because that's when they set well, him on fire and he's like, "Yeah, turn the crypt tonight," and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and he... Rabbit Revenge! <laughs> and she's got this flashlight that like the, the strobe light and she puts it on the gun and then walks towards these two guys at the end of a corridor and just like slowly walks up to them and then just takes them out. It's it's so cool. And then she walk like she uh she kills all the guys, walks up to the camera and goes, shows over motherfuckers and shoots it. And it's like, yeah. oh it gives me goosebumps every time. It it's so really good. good. It's so weird that like Chloe Grace Moretz was such a talented actress as like so young, and she's still such a talented actress now. Because usually child actors lose all of their talent within like two years of growing up. And yeah, she's, yeah, they like, kind of like, get one. They, I feel like I feel like the things are like Hollywood in general is getting better at that because yeah. like w- with films like Home Alone, um, what's his face, the kid in that, Colin, Macaulay Culkin, Macaulay Culkin, they kind of like used him. 
for like two years in a couple of movies and then sort of just dumped him because he was like, yeah, he's not a kid yeah. anymore. We don't want him anymore. Whereas now yeah, exactly. you're sort of seeing kid actors getting used and then when they become a teen and an adult, they're still getting used. Like they're still Probably getting shouldn't say getting used. Probably shouldn't say getting used, mate. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I started saying <laughs> getting auditions and getting jobs. Yeah, like yeah. they're still getting roles. They're, they're still they're getting still roles. Getting, roles. Yeah. That's that's the word. I'm they're, an actor. They're still getting acting jobs. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're still um, they're still in movies. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, this movie's fantastic. I I could sit and watch this movie like over and over again. I think it's so funny and rewatchable, and I think that yeah. is one of the reasons why it's like it. Would you class this as a cult movie? Not really, because it was a bit. It was a fairly huge success considering the budget. Like it made three times as much as the budget. It did, and so it's not like people weren't interested in the first place. And it's not really, to me, a cult classic is a film that goes really under the radar at launch. And it didn't really go under the radar at launch. Everybody knew it was about to happen. It's just nobody really cared at the time. Yeah. Because, like, it was, like, it was 2010, so it was the height of, like, Iron Man, this, that, and the other. And people didn't want to watch a film taking the piss out of superheroes because superheroes had started to become popular. Yeah. And now, The Boys is doing exactly what Kick-Ass did when it comes to taking the piss out of superheroes in a new way. And now people are wanting to watch that. Would you say it's a... Would you say it's under... It was... It's been, It was underappreciated. It was underappreciated at the time. And nowadays, it's not underappreciated at all. It's become more appreciated. It's just yeah. not cult. Well, it's it's got it's a, weird. It's got a seven point six on IMDb, seventy six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and the audience score is eighty one percent. Yeah. So it's kind of like middling reviews, to be honest, for for a movie that is really kind of properly kickstarted Matthew Vaughn's career. Because straight after this, he went on to do X Men and Kingsman. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's an absolute cracker. If you've never seen it, you should definitely check it out. It's very very funny. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Shall we? Shall we talk a little bit about Kickass Two? Yeah. Um, like I was ready to say, do we have to before recording this? But honestly, I I enjoy like I remember it way worse than it actually was because it's still a lot of fun. It's yeah. got some really good moments. It's got some it really is. cool action, but it's just not a good sequel to Kick Ass when it comes to like the writing and the capability of the movie itself. Like, I think if Matthew Vaughn directed the second one, it would have been way better, obviously. And also, Definitely. if they kept that like the groundedness of the first film, like I said earlier. I think this would have been even better still. Definitely, definitely. I'd like that's it with this movie. It's not as smart. Where like the other movie, the, the first movie is is smart in its satire of and, and its takedown of the superhero genre, whereas yeah. this has just become another superhero movie. Mm. Um, like like at the end. I, I'd never noticed this before, but at the end, like Chloe Grace Moretz is on the phone to her, like uh, the uh, the cop, and she says, like, you know, oh, he's got he's got bombs and he's he's gonna he's, he wants to burn the city down. It's like, okay, yeah. now you've just become every other like the, you've just given him like the most obvious plan, yeah, in superhero history. Oh yeah, he just wants to destroy the city. Okay, sick. Great. Yeah, like, and the thing is, they commented on that as well. Just like we have to have like a super evil plan to take over the city. It's just like, yeah, fair enough, but. Why go for the most basic one? 
Yeah, like, but in in the first one, like, there was the no character reads comics. Yeah, in in the you should know that that's like cliche as fuck. In the first one, the the villain didn't have like an overarching evil plan. He was just a mob boss. Yeah, he was like the kingpin. Yeah, he was exactly, literally kingpin because exactly. kingpin doesn't have an like an alternative motive to take over the city. He just he's a mob boss who turns out to take over the city. But he doesn't like and in the movie. And that's what like. Demacchio? Demacchio? Is that is that the the name? Domingo. 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 Like he he just happens to take over the city because he's a mob boss. That's what Kingpin does. Yeah, yeah. He's not. But in the movie, he's not even trying to take over the city. He's just being a normal like drug lord. He's just he's just a dick that's kind of wronged our hero in the past. So he's not even specifically doing anything particularly out of the ordinary bad. He's just doing... He's continuing his badness. But he mm. then, like, kind of gets wind of this, the plan to take him down. So then stops, tries to stop them. Like, it's not even like, it, oh, well, I'm trying to take over the city and so because I want the whole of New York to be under my control. He's not even thinking like that. He's just like, I'm just here to sell drugs. That's yeah what I do. Like, it's... <laughs> Which is, Whereas you know, in this one, like it's it's a, a full revenge story. Yeah, he wants to take over the city because he lost his dad. Blah blah blah. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, it's it's fair enough that you want to do that, but that's not what like Kickass is about. Like the world of Kickass to me, anyway. Yeah, is about the world of Kickass to me is the real world with somewhat suit like with good people in it who are very talented at hurting each other. Yeah, there's some, there's some small things in this movie that really bug me, and they definitely shouldn't. But these are the things that kind of niggle at me. So like when when I watched this one, it was I got it on like VOD when it came out, and I was like, oh man, I'm so excited to watch this because I, I rented it from the like the the, the Virgin Media box office thing. With my parents, I was like, yes, guys, I'm ready for this because we loved the first one. And first of all, one at the end of the first movie. Um, the cop sort of takes ownership, ownership, a kind of like starts looking after Chloe Grace Moretz. Mm-hmm. He like adopts her, and so then he sends her to Kickass's school. In the, and he he says in the movie, the narration says like, yeah, so she, so I can look after her, so I make sure she's all right. But then she yeah. won't really need that, and then she punt, beats up the bullies. Yeah. Whereas then in this movie. He doesn't recognize him. So he says, like, you're all right, mate. Have you got a problem? And he's like, wait, don't, you know him. You sent her to this school yeah. so that he could, um, to, um, they recast a couple of characters. So they recast the dad, the, the, the cop. Yeah. And they recast Evan Peters. Yeah. That kind of bugged me a bit. And also, I can kind of see why they recast Kevin Peters. But well, that's because, that's like, because he was he had scheduling conflicts with uh, American. Yeah, Horror exactly. Story. But like but to me at the time, still, I was just like, it's, it's why shit you, that why, they did. Why, I was just like, the, he's not the same person though. Why? Why? Why has this happened? What? What's going on here? Like to, my my brain at the time was like, what the hell's going on here? It's like yeah, when Don Cheadle became. Alexander. It's like when Don Cheadle was Iron Man too. I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> Um, some war machine. <laughs> um, who, who dat boy? <laughs> who dat boy? 
Who's that boy? What was the other thing? I can't remember what the other thing was. I might get to it, but um, yeah, Eventually. yeah, though, just really little things that sort of stick with me, and I'm like, mm, you've not really thought about this all the way through, have you? Okay. I think once again because Matthew Vaughn didn't direct the second one, he only produced it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's his company, Marv, though. Yeah. But at the same time, like he he wanted to give. I I feel like he wanted to give the director the same freedom he had when making Kickass One. And honestly, I I respect the fuck out of that. Yeah, definitely. Even if it didn't turn out as as good as the first one, it just shows that he obviously has passion for it, and that's why like independent company, independent like production companies like Marv, like uh, Renaissance Pictures from Sam Raimi, um, yeah. and I think Tarantino has one. I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, but like like those those lot, yeah. they are the best kind of production companies to work for when it comes to filmmaking because it means that you have as much creative control as you need. Like um, they'll step in every now and then just to say, yeah, we might not be able to afford to do this. You might want to find a different way to do it because you've obviously got a certain budget. Yeah. Other than that, they will let you do whatever the hell you want. And there is so much. Like granted, it's coming from an independent filmmaker myself since I've had to fund my own stuff so far. And I, I genuinely thought you said just said fondle my own stuff then. Why would I fondle my own stuff? I, I treasure it. I stroke it instead of fondling. <laughs> <laughs> Give me strength. <sighs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like there's, there's, I've got so much respect for that. And even if it did turn out not as good, doesn't matter because there's that like there's that passion for yeah. helping other people be, like get a name for themselves because like uh he's gone on to do truth or dare and fantasy island for blumhouse which once again blumhouse are the exact same kind of thing blumhouse yeah. just give you creative freedom yeah they do. it's fucking fireworks again it's the 8th of november in it in it it is the 8th of november it is three days after bonfire night yep and there is fucking fireworks yeah, outside I, my house. By the way, I cut I it out of the, all the dogs. I, I cut it out of the last episode because there was so much swearing. But I went on a giant tirade because there were fireworks going off in the la- when we last recorded. I can hear the dogs screaming about it. They're all like howling. Um, hey David, do you do you remember in this movie in this movie from way back in 2013 when this movie predicted that Union J would be a thing and then nobody ever heard of Union J after this movie came out no <laughs> do you not remember when she goes to that girl's house i don't remember yeah i know um union j in the movie i didn't know union j were actually a thing yeah they i think they won x factor or something or britain's got they talent. clearly named themselves that because of kick-ass no 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 they were hang on are you thinking of JLS? No, no, the, like, they were in Union J. Here we go, they auditioned for the 90s series of The X Factor, where they met Shelley, who joined the band at the judge's request. They finished fourth and sub- subsequently signed to Sony Music. And their debut I- single, Carry You, was released in June 2013, which was when the movie came out. <laughs> Mad. The movie came out in August, and the song came out in June. Pretty decent, then. Well, and then nobody heard of them again. <laughs> They're still going, apparently. They're still going. To be honest, I keep on doing that recently. Like I listen to, like I look at, like 
artists that I used to listen to, like Yumi at Six, for all you uh, like 2010 lovers out there. Like, they're still making music. They released an album two years ago. They released a song last month. Mad. And I haven't listened to them since... I think the last album I listened to was in 2014 with Cavalier Youth, and that was because I was still a fan of Sinners Never Sleep, which the only reason I found out about them was because Ollie Sykes from Bring Me the Horizon did a song with them called By My Tongue, and then I listened to that entire album on repeat. But, like, on a note... a year. On a note, this was very clearly, like, product place, but I know it's not, a, a like, a product like, ooh, ha- enjoy this Pepsi. It was... <laughs> it w- It's still product placement, though. They're still advertising this song. Like, this isn't the audience for that band anyway. Like, the people going seeing this movie are comic book fans... And like it's it's R rated in America, and their their yeah. their audience is teenage girls. What teenage girls are going going to see Kick Ass too? True, but at the time, Chloe Grace Moretz, like people would have been for saying, "Oh, Chloe Grace Moretz is great in it, though." Yeah, I know, but like, like oh, you're cool. that's where you're girl. if you're doing if you like just from an advertiser's perspective here, why would like, if you want to make a hit girl movie, then sure, stick Union J in it. Why not? Because then, like, yeah. more people are going to see Hit Girl, the movie. But I just don't, I just don't understand why they put Union J in this. It's so weird, and it's such a throwback to 2013 that I didn't want. Fair enough. I didn't even know they were a fucking thing. That did the you think they were fake? That I, yeah, I thought like Union J sounds like a, a real band name, and I was like, oh god, they actually nailed the naming of that. But back in 2013, I, like I said, I was listening to like Union Six, and I think I actually listened to JLS back in 2013 as well. No, I, I yep. didn't. I didn't listen to them. I want to put that out there. I didn't. The only <laughs> the only song no, I know I, I, the only song I know is the song that's in this movie, and it's because it's in this movie. No, I will. I will heard gladly say that I listened to JLS, and that was specifically Everybody in Love and The Club Is Alive. Bro, JLS. JLS was the first album I ever bought. Oh God! Re- Granted, I can't really like say anything. The first album I ever bought was "Permission to Land" by um, The Darkness, oh, and right. that was from 2003. There's a song on there called "Giving Up," which is literally about giving up heroin. Nice. Which has a lyric where it's where the guy screams, "Sticking that fucking shit into my arm." Why anyway. did my mother let me listen to this? Great, great content here. I believe it if it God love. Sorry, Just there's nothing in my heart. You completely cut out then. That was hilarious. <laughs> that God was great. It. That was, again, great content. Um, yeah. So... Put that on whilst recording. So th- this movie sort of takes place a couple of years after and Kick-Ass has sort of given up the reins. He's like, you know what? I need to focus on, on school and stuff like that, and Hit Girl is still going at it. She's like, she's going to school every day, but skipping and going training instead and beating up drug dealers and stuff. So then when she, like, sort of loops him into training with her, yeah. and then Kick-Ass gets back into it and realises there's a whole now, there's a whole new community of superheroes, quote-unquote, without any powers, and they go around and do community service together, and it's this, like, adorable little group, and it's got Turk from Scrubs in it, and they're led by Jim Carrey, uh, Colonel yeah. Stars and Stripes, 
who's like an ex-mafia boss. And, um, like, honestly, this movie, it's just okay. You know? Yeah. It's just okay. There's, like, the action's good in it. I really like the moment where Hit Girl's trying out for that dance team. And she, and she doesn't know what to do. So she pretends there's four ninjas around her and pretends to beat the shit out of them. And then everyone's like, oh my god, you're so good at dancing. Oh my god. I, th- I thought that was kind of funny. Um, yeah. And then, of like, Christopher Mintz Plaza comes back and he's not Red Mist anymore. He renamed himself The to Motherfucker. The Motherfucker. The Motherfucker. Because he, found, he finds his mother's bondage stuff. I didn't want to say gimp suit in case you know. It's when, it's when he walks like, in. Like, um, it's it's Sid from Ice Age as well, isn't it? The 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 uh, the guy who's looking after him. What's his name? Uh, Will Poulter. What? Sid from Ice Age. It's not Will Poulter. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant Sid from Toy Story for a second, and I was trying to. Oh make my a funny god. So he actually he does like look like Will Sid Poulter as well. Oh, you can't do my boy like that. He does, doesn't he? Nah, I'm, I'm doing your boy like that. Sid from Ice Age? What's his name? Fuck the fire now. I just know him as Sid from Ice Age. I thought you were Googling it. Nope. God damn it. Hold on. I'll get it. I'll get oh, it. I'm doing it now. I was just looking at uh, Will Poulter. John Leguizamo. What a name. John Leguizamo. Yeah, he's... What a name. He he walks in on uh, on Christopher Mintz Plaza doing a like put like and he's got his mum's gimp suit on and he just walks in and he's like oh my god like what what is going on he, their relationship's quite fun in the movie while he's in it because he gets killed off fairly brutally later on um, yeah so that's it with this movie this movie's trying to be like as dark like darker than the first one but also funnier and more popcorn-y. Yeah. So, like, it, the, and the tones don't mix because there's a moment where, like, Chris, the Christopher Mintz Plaza breaks into one of the superheroes' houses and tries to rape her. And it's like, that's yeah. scary. And it's like... It's a very dark movie. And then it cuts from that to Mother Russia, like, killing all these police officers in a in one of the best scenes in the movie. Yeah, like, like the problem this movie has is the pacing and the the timeline as well. Like the way in which like certain things happen. Like I think instead of like having that scene, they should have had uh, Jim Carrey's character's death after that. Yeah, because like when it comes to, like the the way in the in which these events happen, it's it it makes more sense to go into a fairly brutal death scene, but also somewhat funny because they like start talking about like should I kill the dog. And he's like, it's it's going more back into comedy again. See, that's it. And it's, then go into the comedic scene. It's the tone. It's the tone yeah. shift. This movie really struggles with tone. Because like, yeah. it's trying to be this really silly, oh, look at my balls comedy. But then yeah. it will have an attempted rape scene. Yeah. Around the same time. It's like, this just doesn't work. This, uh, But yeah, that, that scene where Mother Russia's killing all those police officers, that is so cool. Like, not only the action from her... But it's the comments from Daniel Kaluuya and the other guy. 
Yeah. They're, they're sat there and, and he's like, uh, leave it to Mother, leave 50, it to mother Russia. She gets paid she gets 10 paid times more. what we do. And she's like, yeah, I get 50,000 50, a week plus expenses. Yeah. And, she, and she, she like kills a couple of them. And then one of them goes like, 50,000. She's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> And they're just getting super hyped over all the kills. So, like, she throws yeah. a lawnmower at some police officers and they're getting shredded and they're like, oh my god, oh my no, god. No, she doesn't throw a lawnmower at them. She literally puts it on the back of the oh, car, yeah, backs yeah. up into them, and it literally smashes through the window. She does like, do that. You're some right. Some creative right. kills there. You're right. You're right. There, were, there are some really creative kills. Um, Yeah. So, there's like those really high highs in this movie. And then there's like those moments where the tone struggles it's with the darker scenes like in kick-ass one you've got a dark scene and the tone is sort of settled in that yeah, darkness yeah. there might be like a moment of like an odd chuckle but it's still like dark yeah. whereas in this they're trying to do like oh he's he, he's gonna go and rape her no wait no he's got he's got a small penis he can't do it oh no how funny is that it's like no, it's, he's got a limp dick. It's like that ain't. He can't get it up. That ain't funny. I was watching. I was like, this just isn't fun. Yeah. And like, yeah, they're uh, they they kill Jim Carrey, and like, it's it's brutal. And this character is so good, and you're like, you really yeah. root for him because he's like a born again Christian. And he's like, he's changed his life from being a mafia boss, and he's like helping so many people. And they kill him off, and it's meant to be like, yeah, they just kill him off straight away. It's like, yeah, this is too easy. What are you doing? Yeah, like, yeah. You, you're no match for us. But then they're like saying, oh, what are we gonna get pizza after this or what? Like, um, also like the comic book it's based on the Kick Kickass Two, the comic is um is much more brutal than this in the than yeah. the movie. So like, um, the motherfucker actually like in the comic books he like murders children. And he actually does rape a decent amount of people in the comic as well. Um, yeah. When they kill Colonel Stars and Stripes, they uh, they cut off the dog's head and cut off his head and stick it on yeah. him. I think the the way, the reason that they did like those bits though, and they like they mention it in the thing in the film, is yeah. just like kind of homage to the thing. But it's just saying we can't really you know show you that. We can't, we can't do this in a movie. Like we're supposed to entertain you. That's not entertaining. That's just, yeah. Like he's bad. You know he's bad. So that's where we're gonna leave it. Yeah. Um. The um. Yeah. So then the whole ending is kind of just. Again, like it feels very much just like another superhero movie ending. Yeah. Where like there's an army against an army and you know they get these funny moments in the middle of the bat fights and you're like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, this this is still fun. Um Yeah, it's just it's just fine and I kinda wanted more. I can understand that. Um I'd I'd give it like a seven out of ten. That's fair. I'd, I'd probably give it a seven as well, to be honest. Like, granted, I gave the first one a nine, so it's not, like, too far from yeah, the first yeah. one. It yeah. doesn't have, like I said, it doesn't have the uh, the same, like, groundedness. It doesn't have the same tone. It doesn't have the same, like, consistency in the quality. No, it doesn't. But it's You're, still that's really good. Yeah, um, I think it's still enjoyable. I, I can still sit 
and watch it and like be like, yeah, this is this is fun. I can appreciate it for the action. Like I said, the action is really good in this. Mm. Um, and it does have some funny moments, like when when Kickass goes and meets the the group of superheroes for the first time, and uh, Clark Duke's there, and he says like, oh yeah, well I I became Battle Guy when uh when my parents were mugged and murdered in an alley when coming yeah. out of the opera, and he's like, what's all this bullshit about your parents? Because they're like the best yeah. friends. <laughs> I, I found that quite funny. Um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good scene. Yeah, I alluded earlier that the comic book ends differently. So at the end of the comic book, um, Hit Girl gets arrested for being like a superhero because they start arresting all the superheroes in this. So she yeah. gets arrested for being a superhero, and that's where it ends. Whereas in the movie, she like just they they defeat the villain, and then she drives off on a motorbike and leaves the city, which is very Literally. open ended for her. Hit Girl spin-off. Yeah, and that's that's the main reason why I'm sad that Hit Girl didn't get because I know that there was supposed to be a Hit Girl movie in the works, wasn't there? Yeah. And I'm so annoyed that they didn't do Hit Girl's movie. Matthew Vaughn has said that he's still interested in doing it as as and he's still interested in doing Kick Ass Three. And they kind of leave it off with like, is he gonna become Iron Man? Because he's got like this metal kick ass helmet, and you're like, oh, okay, that's a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> Sure I think that I was just that. because I feel like the reason they did that is because like the trope of superhero movies nowadays is that they usually have a different suit and a different like look for superheroes, especially Marvel. So yeah. like Kick, uh, Hit Girl did have like a different outfit, obviously because she'd grown up. But like Kick Ass, he he was the same height. He was just more ripped. And by the way, how weird was it to see Aaron Taylor Johnson just like completely fucking ripped in it, bro? He's like, he, he's he like. Was- Hench. He's shredded in this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's man. like it's weird to see him fight like a little bitch when he's that shredded. Yeah, he was Because he still he still fight like they have that fight scene at the end with um like whilst Hit Girl and Mother Russia are fighting, it's like the same kind of fight scene dynamic as between um Mark Strong and Hit Girl and then Kick Ass and Yeah, it is. Um like it's the same kind of like dynamic between the shots as in Kick Ass One. Yeah. And I like that, but he is absolutely ripped. He can't like I think it would have been really been really interesting to see him literally pummeling into him and him just running away constantly. Like if he was fighting good, he was still just running away though. Yeah. Because we've seen him fight well in this movie as well. Like when he was getting mugged in the alley, he was doing quite well again for himself. Yeah, he was. Like, I think that was just a bit of wasted potential. But, like, that's just a, a minor point. But, like, when I was talking about, like, the costumes and everything like that, Hit Girl has a very different costume. Like, it's still similar, but it is different. Yeah. And everybody else has, like, new costumes. So he kind of had to have a newish one. And I feel like he was also trying to look a bit like Big Daddy, but not completely. Oh, do you mean that one? I meant, like, in the very end, he's got, like, a metal helmet. Yeah. Like, right yeah, in the very last shot, he kind of looks I like... I think that's just trying... Yeah, that's probably just taking a piss out of Iron Man, to be honest, though, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, 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 he does have a... It, yeah, you're right. It's almost like a trope, like, just to sell more action figures. They they like... Exactly. Oh, but you've got that Captain America, but my Captain America's the one from Avengers Endgame with that escape. Yeah, exactly. Suit, so, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, it, it's always, like, that evolutionary jump so that there's more merchandise. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, one thing I wanted to mention about the first one, and it, it's also here in the second one, the music in these movies is fantastic. I love the theme. Soundtracks are amazing. Burr, 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 
Brr, brr. It sounds almost like Superman-esque. Yeah. And the first one's the first one again. Why I love it again. Sorry, back to that. It kind of has like a Superman, uh, a Spider-Man kind of vibe to it. It has a Spider-Man Two vibe to it for me specifically. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um. So yeah, yeah. Um. Is there anything else you want to say about either of these movies specifically, Kick-Ass Two? Uh, not really. Like no. that's that's about it for me. Yeah, it's um. Uh, yeah, the first one's fantastic. The second one is is fun, if a little bit disappointing, but it's um it's still a good time mostly. Yeah. Um, I'd give it a seven out of ten. Um, yeah, these movies are great though. We'd love to. Uh, um, I just I've just said why the second one isn't great, but it's these movies are are fun. These movies are fun. I yeah. we we're both down for any sort of spin off or sequel to these movies. We no would, reboots uh, or remakes though. No reboots but or remakes. He's even wears a t-shirt where he says, "I hate reboots." If he you reboot does. this movie, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> um. So yeah, yeah, go go and check these movies out if you haven't. Uh, they're a lot of fun, they're a lot of fun. Hey, David. Oh, hi. Do you know what time it is? Uh, half eight. No, it's time for you to sell me a movie, or a TV show, or a game, or a music, or a book if you're a nerd. Cool. Uh, kill, so, kill, kill. I am going to do the big sell. For a, um, a a little show that I've been watching recently called The Good Place on Netflix. Ooh, I don't no know spoilers I... after season one, please. Fucking hell. I've watched, like, I've nearly finished season three. I've been watching it for, like, just this past week. Yeah. It's very, I can't talk about it as much now. Damn it. Okay, so The Good Place is basically a show about uh, people who die and go to heaven and hell, but they call it The Good Place and The Bad Place. And uh, have you seen all of season one, Xander? I've seen all of season one. What happens at the end of season one that you know, so that I can talk about it? They realise they're in the bad place. Okay, so like as Xander just said, uh, so at the end of season one, they realize that they're actually, they're being tortured the entire time. The, the good place was actually the bad place. They all belonged in the bad place. And it's a re- it's from the creators of uh, Parks and Recreation, I believe. Yep. Um, and apparently set in the same universe. Oh. Uh, like you see a lot of Easter eggs uh, later on. I believe in the first season as well, you see how certain people died. Oh, wow. um, and like you can see Swanson Safe Company here and there. Oh, There's cool. actors from the uh, like from that show from there is, uh, Parks there and Rec, and um, there's also acts a lot of actors from um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, which yeah. is really funny because they just turn up and they're playing the same character as they are in Brooklyn Nine Nine, just with a, di- with a different name. Um, but yeah, I, like it's, it's, got, it's really it's, fun. Is it Kristen? It's not Kristen Jenner. It's Kristen Bell. Kristen and Bell and Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Ted Danson plays Michael, the uh, demon who is, like, torturing them. And he is incredible in this show. He is so funny. He's so lovable. And you just, you fall for him as a character. Yeah, you do. so much fun. He is is just the best part of this show. Also, Chidi is fantastic in it. I love Chidi. Yeah, he's He's so good. Like, I'm so like I'm. I was like I. I was uh, talking to someone about it, just like I'm gonna be really annoyed when I when I finish it because I was really annoyed when I finished season one 
because that meant I only had three seasons left. See, like the the, the it, it's really good because like the the plot of the first season is that she she's like she come she wakes Kristen Bell wakes up and she's like man I'm in the good place this is great and it's quickly revealed that she's like she, she doesn't she's been mistaken for someone else yeah and that and like the whole uh, the, the whole story of the first season is that she's in the wrong place she's meant yeah. to be in the bad place but she's ended up in the good place and someone else has gone to the bad place instead and then like everything comes to a head in the season finale of the first season. Yeah. But I feel like there's enough of the show after this first season that you can sort of talk about post spoilers for the first season. Cause the first season, that there is, is a massive twist. There, the there is, isn't. there is so much more that goes on in season two and three so far. Like it, it gets insane. Yeah. Like the, the, the way that this show is written, like after the first season alone, you're thinking where the hell can they go with this show? Like, th- there's not much they can do. And they still come up with new ideas to be able to do it and yeah. to be able to make this even more interesting. Uh, there's some, like, standout characters like Dati Carden, who plays Janet. Janet is hilarious. Yeah, She's basically this all-knowing uh, being, like, robot thing that she constantly corrects people that she's not actually a robot. Um, that literally knows everything in the universe. But because obviously she's kind of a robot, she's a like she's also just like very not dumb, but unaware of her surroundings. Like she's not very like human. It's it's weird. It's tr- it's very weird to try and explain it, like how she acts. But she does it so damn well. She's so funny, and every single thing that comes out of Janet's mouth makes me piss myself. Because, like, there's a, there's a bit in um, season two. This isn't, like, necessary spoilers, actually. But, um, like, basically, she there's something wrong with Janet. And so she's kind of broken. And whenever somebody makes a request, uh, she keeps, keeps on handing them cacti. Yes. <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> like, I think this might be in season one, actually, now that you're saying yes. Uh, but, like, they'll ask for a glass of water. Here you go, they had your hands of a cactus, and then she just was like, Oh, you said water. And then hands of a bigger cactus. She's so she's so funny. She's so, so funny. funny. In the show. Um like the writing for her character is so good alone. Never mind the whole like the idea that she's a robot and everything like that. She plays it so damn well. Um, what would you sell th- how much would you sell me the show for? Uh on a box set. Uh, like on Blu-ray, probably about forty quid, so like a tenner a season. That's fair. That's fair. Like I think that's a good like with bonus features. If they had like bonus features and deleted scenes or something, the other probably about forty-five. But if it was yeah. just the show and maybe some like alternative endings to episodes, probably about forty quid. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I I I need to I need to check the whole thing out because like honestly, I, get on it. When, get on when it this I, week because you will not regret it. When I watched watched the first season, the second season was still like only half out so i think i watched some episodes in season two but then was like oh wait till it all comes out and then just never went back to it um so i i'm gonna watch i'm gonna like start the whole thing again and watch the whole thing through yeah um because it you know everyone always talks about it as being like it's really short like i i finished season one in two days and now the only reason i finished it in two days was because i was in work i was easily gonna finish it in one night <laughs> like or if i wasn't in work the next day yeah and same with season two i haven't finished season three yet just because i've had other shit to do 
Like I was going to continue it today. And then I remembered, oh shit, I've got to watch Kick-Ass 1 and 2. And I would have finished season 3 if I didn't have to watch Kick-Ass 1 and 2. Um, yeah, good show then. Go go check out The Good Place. Yeah. It's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's on Netflix. All on Netflix. All four seasons. It's about... I think it's um, 26, 45, 47 episodes. Oh, there you go. Uh, should be 49 because two seasons have like the first two episodes in one. Yeah. Because like they're both two-parters. And then the third season just didn't do that. They just released them as what part one and part two. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to show you a movie. I, I, I would sell you the sh- Trial of Chicago 7, but I sold you that a couple of weeks ago. But I've watched it again this week. So, um, but I'm not going to do that. You should check it out anyway. But I am going to sell you a, a little comedy uh, called We're the Millers. I knew that was coming. Have you seen this? No, I've only ever seen the meme. The, which, like the which famous me- template. Which the me- template of just like, uh, you guys are getting paid? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's, a, yeah, there's that, actually that, quite that a few main template. Um, but this follows a uh, a drug dealer f- uh, played by Jason Sudeikis who gets robbed and so gets uh, told by his boss he has to drive down to Mexico and then um, pick up some weed in Mexico and then drive back. So he hires um, some people he knows, including a stripper played by Jennifer Aniston, a homeless girl played by Emma Roberts, and a weird kid who lives in his building played by Will Poulter. Hires them to like pretend to be his family. So that they don't get suspected of drug drug uh, drug smuggling, yeah. So then, like, it it's very funny. I find it very funny, and it's like one of a few comedies I kind of lump together, like this and uh, Horrible Bosses. They feel very similar to me. I love Horrible Bosses. Oh my god, I forgot how that movie existed. Horrible Bosses is so funny. I've um, never watched the second one because I've heard it's just kind of crap, but the first one... It's okay, the second amazing. one's okay. The second one's got good bits in it. Um, yeah, so it's... I th- I think it's really funny. I think the performances from everyone are really good. Uh, Will Poulter kind of like... This is kind of his breakout role. Everyone sort of... He was the eyebrows kid in Maze Runner, but then he was also the weird kid in We're the Millers. That, this is like... Nah, he's, he's always going to be the eyebrows kid, even if, in, even if he's weird kid. Um, he, he's just the eyebrows man. Jennifer Aniston is surprisingly good in this because I, I always forget how genuinely funny Jennifer Aniston can be because like when you see her in Friends she's like she's fine in Friends but the reason you watch that show is for like Chandler and Joey because they're like the, they're yeah. the funny guys they're the they're the comedy characters in that show but yeah. she is she's genuinely really funny in this and like they they run into uh, Nick Offerman on the way and Chris uh, Catherine Hahn. And they're, they're so weird and they're funny. Um, yeah, and then there's the memes as well. So like, there's the meme of like, you guys are getting paid. But there's my favorite moment in the whole movie is when Jennifer Aniston's doing like this strip strip dance for these Mexican drug lords because they don't believe that she's a stripper. So she does it for them. And like everyone's yeah. staring at her like, oh my God, this is incredible. And Jason Sudeikis is staring at her like, yep. That's this is pretty good, and then looks at the camera and shrugs and then looks back. <laughs> it's like the whole nothing else in the movie suggests that there will be a fourth wall break except for that one yeah. moment. <laughs> I find that hilarious. Um, yeah, I think it's a really easy movie to watch. It's rude, um, like you you know, there's some nudity and like a lot of sex things and like a couple of anal jokes and stuff like that. 
So it's not for... But it's... I feel like this is one of the movies that you could watch with your family if your family is actually, like, kind of, like, chilled about things. Yeah. It's like, this is a movie I'd feel comfortable watching with my parents. Yeah. When I was, like... This came out in 2013. So when I was, like, 13, 14, I'd feel comfortable watching this with my parents. Because it's, like, it's rude, but it's also, like you know, kind of sweet, because it's like a family comedy, still. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'd I'd give this like a solid 8 out of 10. If I was to sell this to you, I'd probably sell it for about £3? That seems fair. £3 seems fair. Because, um, like, there's things to revisit here. It's not just like a once-and-done kind of comedy. I've, I've watched it a few times over the last couple of years. But, um, yeah, We're the Millers. Check it out. It is currently on Netflix. Very nice. Um, uh, I'm I'm going to quickly recommend something that I haven't watched yet, but I just know it's available on Netflix in everywhere other than the US and Canada. Yep. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, Hang on. Can we... Movies for some reason on can Netflix. We, can, can I stop you, and can we recommend this next week because I haven't watched it yet? Well, I haven't watched it yet either. Then can we recommend it next week when we've actually watched it? Yeah, sure. Um, we're gonna we're gonna come at you next next week with a review for uh, a SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run. Yep. How did I know exactly what you were talking about? That that's so impressive. Oh, uh, because I ooh. told you that it was coming on to Netflix, not in the US as well. Oh, actually, I, think I, I already told you about it. I mean, but anyway, yeah. So we'll, we'll come at you guys with a review for that next week. It won't be the full episode, but we'll like do a thing in the sell me your movie thing. Yeah. Um. Is that it, David? Did we do a podcast? Sure. Huzzah! I guess um, we did. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, thank you, thank you, David, for being here, as always, you know. It's all right, I guess. <laughs> it's not like I, I use my entire day off from work this week. Just to, to prep for this podcast. To prep, to record, and to edit. Uh, Yay! The Go, David! Woo! Um, it's, it's not like I, um, I did all that for you. At you don't all. sound bitter at all. Uh, honestly. <laughs> no, no, not at all, mate. Not, um, not a fucking tall. Not a fucking tall. <laughs> um, if you want to, if, if you're not, if you're listening to us one, on one of these, listen to us on one of the others as well. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Go over and check those out. Give us like subscribe to us on those places and like leave us a comment and a rating on iTunes. It really does mean a lot. Um, really and then. Then you can go and follow us on our social medias. That's Facebook, um, Twitter, and Instagram. All the links will be in the description. Uh, if you have, it, if you want to send us a nice message, that's where you can tell us that you know you love me and you hate David's shit jokes, or that you love yep. David and you hate my shit jokes. You know, that's. Uh, I think it's very likely to be the latter. It's definitely likely to be the latter. I just didn't want to say because I actually make very good jokes and you just make horrible ones, which is why I made a horrible one that was still good just for you earlier. Thank you. It really does mean a lot. Um, yeah, we're, we're closing in on a hundred listeners, which, uh, which is absolutely mad. I didn't think we'd be able to do that in our first six months on Spotify. So, uh, yeah, keep listening on Spotify. Keep telling your friends. It really doesn't mean a lot, guys. We hit over 200 streams this week and 300 starts last week. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all going, everything's coming up Millhouse. So, uh, so thank you so much for that. Um, 
yeah, head on over to our YouTube channel as well, where David's been editing weekly clips of the podcast. Um, those are really good. I was going to say, where's my plug, bitch? Oh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go over to, to, to the YouTube channel. David runs that. And uh, th- those clips are so funny. I absolutely love them. Um, yeah, I run yeah. bitch. <laughs> my thing. So, yeah, that, I think that will probably do it this week. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Next week, we have another director retrospective coming for, coming at you. Um, so, look out for that next week. The, what, do you want to remind me what that was again? Because I haven't... We're, we're, doing, <laughs> we're doing a Shane Black. <sighs> so, that's uh, there's only four movies, to be fair. It's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3, The Nice Guys, which we watched the other week for the podcast. And The Predator. Okay, I need to watch two films then. Sick. I think you should rewatch Iron Man 3. If you've got time. I, should. I don't think I should. If you've got time, I if think anything, you should. If anything, I should watch The Nice Guys again. <laughs> Fuck it then. Watch all four then. I don't give a shit. I think you should rewatch Iron Man 3 though. I'm not going to rewatch Iron anyway, Man 3. Anyway, let me write this up. Let me write this up. Yeah, so um, thank you so much for listening, guys. And we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. I can hold on that longer. All right, I wasn't actually doing that. Are, are we gonna try this right now? Okay, right. We'll we'll we'll, we'll do that again. All right, but I'm gonna hold it longer than you. Okay. Right. Three, two, one. Slam your throat, and plus, I used to smoke, remember? That's cheating. I could have kept going as well, bitch. Yeah, I used to smoke, though. <laughs> My lungs are fucked. <laughs> Bye, everyone. See you, cunts. <laughs> Come on, don't call the listeners cunts, David. What are you doing? I will call them cunts if I want to. And you cunt fucking kids. You take that back about my cunt fucking kids. That's why I retract the statement. I retract the statement about your cunt fucking kids. (laughs) The fucking kids, mate. You're you're still. That's going overboard, man. You're still a cunt, though. (laughs) All right, I get it. (laughs) Oh, fucking funny. You're an inanimate fucking object. Everything Ray finds and says in that movie is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Good old Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes.